This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. As soon as I got back over here, I heard more yelling. So I grabbed my nine, walked over there and racked my pistol and said, did I not make my fucking self clear? She's trying to get the old Chinese finger cuffs or something. I don't know. So you and Adam were going for the belt, basically. No, me and Adam weren't. <laughs> and that's what happened is she finally gave up and went to bed and told us we could stay. So as soon as she went to bed, we ate all her food. So you're saying you would shoot me if, if I you're calling to... the cops on me? You're I... snitching on me for murder? Yeah. If I tried to report a see, crime. I, see, that's what happens when you murder somebody. Things just spin <laughs> deeper and deeper out of control. Next thing you know, you've killed half your friends and family. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So every story has a beginning. Some beginnings are horrible. I mean, look at Batman. He had to lose both of his parents to become the hero that Gotham needed. Superman had to lose his entire planet just to become the defender of Metropolis. But sometimes the beginning of the story doesn't have to be full of tragedy and loss. Sometimes it can just be a crazy snapshot in time for you and your friends that begins an entire journey. When I was 15 years old, my journey started when I got my first ever set of drums. They were beat up, they had dings all over them, they had terrible heads on them. They'd belonged to a church before I got them, and the church had gotten a new set of drums and thrown these in a closet, but I didn't care. See, from the moment I was 11 years old, when I saw the video for Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, if you don't know, it's this concert video where they're playing in front of thousands of people, and at 11 years old, I decided I wanted to do that. And from 11 to 15, I didn't know much, but I knew that I was going to be a drummer. I just knew I was. So as soon as I get the old beat-up church drums, I take them up to my room, I set them up, and I start out really simply jamming out to Red Hot Chili Peppers and Smashing Pumpkins and just trying to keep up. I mean, I played drums in school, but it did not prepare me for trying to move all four of my limbs in different directions. It just did not, but I kept at it. And after a year of locking myself in my room, I decided that I needed to find other people to play with. So I go to my local music store, I put up a little ad on the bulletin board, and I get a call from a kid named Alex. And two weeks later, I'm standing in his room and he's got this Squire Stratocaster and one of those little single speaker amps. It's one of those combos you can buy from a music store for less than a hundred bucks, but it didn't matter. Alex knew how to play guitar. He liked Nirvana, so we'd sit in his room for hours and just jam on songs from the two Nirvana albums. And then after a little while, we started writing our own music. And it wasn't exactly a stadium tour, but it didn't matter. I was in a band. This lasted for about six months, and over time, it just stopped. We were kids, so he just stopped calling me, and suddenly, I'm back to jamming in my room. And then one day, my friend Adam calls me up and says, Hey, man, you want to jam in your room? I'll bring my guitar over. And he had the same little combo, little squire and the one speaker, and he comes over to my room, and the chemistry is immediate. We wrote like three or four completely awful songs the very first day he came over. In fact, calling it music back then would have been being very liberal with the term music, but it didn't matter. Again, I was happy. Nobody could tell me that the stuff we were writing was terrible because it was ours. When you're a poor kid, you're looking for any way out, any sort of escape that you can find, and I was convinced that this was going to be mine. Adam and I started jamming out like twice a week, and then we would jam once a week, and then we would jam once every two weeks, and then once every three weeks, and then over time we just stopped calling each other again because we were kids and we spent more time hanging out with our friends. 
And I started to wonder if my dreams of being Steven Adler rocking stadiums with Guns N' Roses was going to die. But one night all that changed. My friend Jamie comes over to my apartment and he says, guess what I got? He's got a guitar case in his right hand. So being the smart ass I am, I say, you took up golf? He doesn't even reply to me. He just walks up my apartment, opens a case, and whips out this brand new acoustic guitar that he bought from Dirt Cheap Music, this local staple music store down the road from us. And he starts strumming some chords on the guitar, and you can immediately tell this kid has no idea what the hell he is doing. I mean, some of the things that he were playing sounded like guitar notes, but they didn't sound like ones that had been written into existence yet. But over the next couple of weeks, he starts to learn a few chords from my friend Adam. And then they start sitting down and writing a couple of things together. And Jamie starts to pick it up immediately. Soon it wasn't out of the ordinary for him to bring his acoustic over to my apartment and play quote-unquote songs all night while we're hanging out. They weren't great or even necessarily music, but it felt like the beginning of something. Now, at this time, Jamie and Adam are working at the subway down the road from my apartment. And they'd go to work, but when there's no customers, they'd sit out in the dining room jamming on acoustic guitars, writing songs, and dreaming of being rock stars in their own right. So one night after one of these jam sessions, I get a call from Adam and Jamie after subway closed like 1130 at night, and they are jacked up, like something major is going on. And Adam goes, we did it. I'm like, what did you do? And he goes, no, 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 no. I can't tell you over the phone. You're going to need to hear this. You got your drum set up? Now, I didn't because I'm living in my own apartment at this time, and it's an upstairs apartment. But when he told me, you need to find something to play on. We're starting a band right now tonight. And those last words resonated with me. I dreamed of this moment my whole life, and it was here. But I didn't have any idea what was going on or what I was getting myself into. Jamie and Adam both show up to my house, and Kenny's in tow with him. He'd been sitting at Subway hanging out with him. And they played the beginning chords to a song that would go on to become the first ever original song I was a part of called Purple. The first one that ever actually got a name and got lyrics. I had no drum set up, but while they were on their way, I'd grab some Tupperware bowls and some pot lids, and I jammed along with the song two or three times. And it wasn't a great song. In fact, I'm not even sure it was music, but it was the moment I'd been waiting for. This was it. This was the moment that my dream had gone from something I would imagine while watching MTV as 11 years old to being reality in front of me. That was when I was 19 years old. And for the next 15 years, I spent my life in and out of bands trying to make it big, trying to get noticed. But I never, ever forgot about playing on Tupperware that night and the feeling of something that was just bigger than myself being born right in front of me. And I guess the real thing I want you guys to take away from this is if you have a dream and you have something that you want, stick with it. Because I didn't become a huge rock star and play in front of millions of people, but I did achieve my dream. Hey guys, welcome back to a time where we all remember the kids who said, no, 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 I don't have a Nintendo. I prefer Sega Genesis and how we all kind of silently judge them. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create 
create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the AK Podcast, Kieran's Movie Space Podcast, and the Special Unknown Podcast. And this week, we talk about a couple of encounters in the dating world, one of them being Kenny riding shotgun with one of our friends who had no intention of sleeping with a girl and just wanted to eat all of her food. Then later on, we talk about me getting caught in a super weird hookup situation where the girl's ex-husband showed up at her trailer in the middle of the night and started beating on the walls. Then we close the show with Kenny racking his pistol at someone just a couple of weeks back. So check it out. We'll be right back. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. So there are times that we talk about stuff on the show where we remember things that happened to us when we were younger. That um, sometimes they're embarrassing. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're both. And I was talking about, uh, I said, asking, I said, have you ever slept with a crazy chick who did anything like amazingly bananas, like as it happened? And he was like, well, I do have this one story. We didn't sleep with this girl, but it was a crazy night. Okay. So what happened on this crazy night? This was back around when you and Adam were in a band called Iyer. I had been in Iyer, but I became the manager. Because back then we needed a manager. We needed somebody to book shows because we were such a huge act. Yes. And and videotape the shows. (laughs) And talk about lesbians out in front of Masquerade. Literally all Kenny did was walk around with a leather jacket on and say, I'm the manager of the band. And that's <laughs> that was the extent of his management of the now band. Video shows too. Right. Video the shows. But so um outside of that, there was no, you didn't book any shows, you didn't call anybody well, for Well, you us. only played Masquerade <laughs> in that one other place off South Come Drive that was only an eighteen year old club. Right. So we, we didn't literally serve alcohol or anything. <laughs> we literally played two places the entire time sure. we were a band. Don't blame me for that shit. So, so anyway, anyway, one night after a show at the Masquerade and at the uh, the Strand, okay, you guys played a show, and uh, me and Adam met this chick, and she was all up into Adam, but she was like weird. Well, so, Adam was the lead singer of the band, and he was. Um, it was the night he started the show under the blanket. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> so let's take a let's take a left here for one second and pause there. So my singer is one of the weirdest dudes you've ever seen perform in your life. If you've been to a rock show, you've seen like the extravagant lead singers, like, you know, think David Bowie, Scott Weiland, these people who are like really just major James Keening. Exactly. So much into their performance and shit like that. Like the audience wasn't even there, but God love you, Adam. You are not a great singer when we were doing the, when we were doing ire, but he was an amazing performer and he comes out one night with a blanket on his head. No, he was laying under the blanket. He's, I'm saying he had a blanket over him. He when didn't he come out. He was out when the curtain opened. Oh, that's right. Cause they had the curtain there. I forgot about the blanket that. Blanket was laying there and there was a lump under the blanket. It was, <laughs> but he did like this snake, like rising. He retreat. lifted up off the stage and then like danced around with a blanket on him until like we hit this big part and then flipped the blanket off of him and it was all dramatic and shit. I was expecting him to be naked, but he wasn't. I was like, he's going to be naked. I just know I was going to come out with a ribbon tied on his dick or some weird shit. I was, I was fully expecting him to have a sock. Okay. Something, <laughs> something ridiculous. A, a was sock about and happen. a ribbon. And that would have been the whole extent of his so, outfit. Anyway, y'all played this show and then we meet this chick. She's probably like in her thirties, older than us. <laughs> uh, way older than us at that older. point. We were like 21 or so, maybe 20. Um, she was probably early 30s, but she was a, a, a rather plain lady. <laughs> but you know Adam, he would flirt with anybody. So you're saying that she wasn't exactly the hot groupie that you were hoping for in the scenario? No, she looked a lot like the people that, you know, hang out like rock shows. <laughs> 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 
that aren't our personal close friends. But, right, you know, right. But, you know. So, so Adam's flirting with the girl. He's the lead singer under the blanket. Right. And you know what kind of girls he likes. So <laughs> yeah, dude. He's talking to her. And we end up going to her house, me and him, following her in my car. And she lived over by Kennesaw State University. So we are in these apartments. Kind of where, like, Shane Kelly used to live. Okay. And uh, we're over at her house. And she's, like, trying to, like, flirt with both of us. She's, like, trying to get double teamed. She's trying to get the old Chinese finger cuts or something. I don't know. So you and Adam were going for the belt, basically. No, me and Adam <laughs> weren't. And that's what happened is she finally gave up and went to bed and told us we could stay. So as soon as she went to bed, we ate all her food because <laughs> Adam was poor as shit and Adam was notorious for eating your food. So <laughs> I Adam, joined Adam, Adam. came to my house one time. We ate like a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Hold on. Adam came to my house one time. I, I was poor. I was poorer than Adam at this time. And Adam came to my house he and lived I had Lucky all Charms. Good. You were not poorer than him. I, well, I lived in fucking D8. It was a Section 8 housing. It wasn't much of a step up, okay? You just didn't have to lock your doors when you came in because it wasn't enough of a parking lot for people to run around <laughs> well, in. Well, unless Paul was advertising to everyone that he was selling weed and had weed money in the house. But he would come to my house and I had Lucky Charms one time and I woke up and literally all that's left in the Lucky Charms is like the cereal portion. <laughs> he ate all, all the, the mushrooms. He had poured the, uh, the marshmallows. The marshmallows. <laughs> if my Lucky Charms would have had mushrooms in it, I would have known, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Unless they were those mushrooms. Exactly. I see stars and rainbows. <laughs> and four-leaf clovers. Four-leaf clovers. Oh, my. So I wake up, and there's just a big bowl of cereal. Like, he had poured all the cereal, opened the bag. It was a brand new. <laughs> and and poured I was the so, cereal back. I was so jacked up to, like, eat this shit. So I wake up, and That's there's, like. That's what you get for being an adult and buying fucking. <laughs> not keeping my groceries in my room. And buying Lucky Charms. No, you should have been buying cornflakes, you old ass. So you guys go over to Plain Jane's house. She falls asleep. Like, we we eat, you- like, a rotisserie chicken she had in the fridge. We ate, like, some leftover pizza. We took a couple cans of fruit. <laughs> did you guys leave? Like while she's yeah, as soon as we were done eating, she's passed out. We left. So did you ever see Plain Jane again, or was that like no. that, that was it? Like did she come to any more rock shows? I don't know if we were. If she did, I don't think we had any more shows in, in there. I, uh, I was a very short-lived band. We yeah, played I like think that, four. I think so, after four, that, uh, you guys we started touring with Adam Brown, and that was. <sighs> <laughs> on the front end of my music career, there wasn't a lot exactly of good choices. A step up. It was more like a side skip. It was it was kind of a step in the exact same direction that we had been when we had started. Just gay. Um, to, no, shut up. You don't have to bring that into the whole thing. It, I mean, he, he was. That was his whole character. It was like his whole thing back then. Well, back then he wasn't. He wasn't telling anybody he was gay. He just was. Yeah, he and was, yeah, he was, was sticking in. He was telling people without telling people. He, he was sticking in subliminal lyrics in our music and trying to come out to our audience without telling anybody what he was doing. And only later in retrospect did we realize that this was happening. And we're like, well, first off, he's not a good singer. <laughs> I think his brother probably molested him. I don't want to talk about his brother molesting him. I have a, we actually. I threw a catch up on his brother. <laughs> I threw catch up, a catch up covered uh, French fries brother at lunch. Why did you do that? Because he was a dick. I remember his brother, Jason, and he was a rather big dick. He, he was all proud. He had a fucking, he had his gay ass band leather jacket on. Because remember the band letter said band on it. It's like, God, he even like <laughs> make up some story about how he used to play football. Band. <laughs> It didn't have, it couldn't have been just like a musical note. It said band. No, like, yeah. So this kid has a little letter jacket on. He was talking shit. 
can't remember what he was talking shit about, but he talked shit. I just took a French fry off his plate, dipped <laughs> it in his ketchup, and just threw it right on the center of his leather jacket. Basically, people who can't fight you shouldn't talk shit. That's just should be the rule. Uh, that is an exact rule. And do you remember? Were you a part of me and the rest of Iyer going to his house to get the masters? Of the song that we had written with him when we first like started playing together. No, I did go to his house one time when somebody was going to jump him, and it was like me, you, Stephen, and Paul, and we're all like way bigger than most people. <laughs> we go over to their house. We had written a song with this guy in the very first band that we were in, and back then we thought this was serious. Like this was going to be the Bohemian Rhapsody of our time. <laughs> it was not. This was going to be El- <laughs> this was going to be Eleanor Rigby. It this was, was going to be the these biggest things. rock song ever. It was, it was not worth the drive. It was not worth the gas that y'all spent in that vehicle. And this is back when gas was like 89 cents a gallon. So it, yeah, was like, it, was, it was ridiculous that you guys even spent that. So we go over to the house. You and like saved your tire treads. We knock on the door, all big and bad. There's like four of us. And we're like, we'd like to speak to Jason, please. To his dad. And he's like, no, nah, he's back in his room. Y'all can't come in here. And we're like. We need our master tapes right now. You need to get him and get him to get us our master tapes. Like we had recorded a song on a four track. <laughs> you guys are such dicks. <laughs> Not only did we kick him out of the band we were in, we went over to his house and demanded the tracks to the only song that was reasonably passable as music that we had played. And it point. wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't their heads. This was an amazing song, sir. Shut up, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> That song was amazing. So it was amazingly fucking bad. So you didn't end up having any sex with that girl that night. You ate all of her food. No, I didn't even like want to have sex with that girl. I wasn't even pretending. Like Adam did all the work. So why did you guys go to her? Was Adam planning on boning her? And I was you were just Adam, his ride. I was his ride, and he was like, "Let's go see what's going to her house. I'm hungry." <laughs> No, it was a plan from the get-go. He's like, I'll flirt with her and she'll fall asleep and we'll eat all her food. So this was the pre-gaming session on the <laughs> this way. This is why Adam used to hang out until you fell asleep. You just didn't know it. <laughs> and that's why I stopped buying groceries until I would buy enough groceries for like two days and like <laughs> buy them when I knew I would be home and be like, Adam, you're not allowed to come over. <laughs> I have food in my fridge. The first time I got Adam high, he made me swear not to let him eat all his food. <laughs> He <laughs> all his food for the week and I was like okay that's weird because Adam knew he was a hungry ass dude well okay so when you're younger there's always that moment when you have to look at your friends and say don't eat my groceries I mean there was a time when groceries were just as coveted as gas Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss a crazy hookup story I had, and then we close the show with Kenny racking his pistol at someone just a couple of weeks back. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, all you guys out there in podcast land? This is Chris. This is Jason. And I'm the Duchess. And we're the Hashtag No Offense Show, bringing you your weekly dose of crazy Florida headlines. Well, that's not all we talk about. I mean, we talk about stuff like... Yeah, don't forget about me sucking dicks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's true, I guess. <laughs> Some of them dick pics. Let's just check out this clip from a recent episode. Bitch. You know, they don't really have any problems at all. Fuck yeah, why would you? Yeah, everybody's getting their balls drained. 
not right. getting in trouble. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> and the girls are getting paid. They're happy. And nobody's suing anybody for whipping their dick out. She's got she's got fucking health care for for sucking dick, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, do you know how many bitches in America would suck dick for health care? I would suck dick for health care. You've got it by being married. For free health care. <laughs> yeah, but if we can get health care for free, you wouldn't let me suck dick? I pay $550 a month for health care. Is $550 a month worth it to you to suck a gang of dicks for free health care? <laughs> <laughs> How many are a gang? And will they be providing... Yeah, what is a gang of dicks? <laughs> will they be providing sandwiches afterwards? Because if they have sandwiches, then I am in. I'll pay the five fifty and take you to Firehouse, okay? So if you like what you heard, head on over to htnos.com. And you can subscribe on any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials, HTNOS everywhere. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? And what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. If I started peeing on you right now, would you A, smile and ask for more, or B, move the hell out the way? Hey guys, this is JD from the Incession Film Podcast. Every week on our show, you can join my co-host Brendan and I as we review the latest films that's out in theaters. It also inspires us to discuss a top three list of some sort, and we have a lot of other fun movie discussions as well. It's always a blast. And we also have a show on Fridays called our Extra Film Podcast. This is a show that gives us the space to talk about the latest indies and art films and other classics that we normally just don't get to talk about on our main show. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and more. In fact, you can just see everything about us, including our social medias at IncessionFilm.com. So join us every week. We'd absolutely love to have you. Well, these parents don't think so. I'm sorry, Mrs. Griffin. You're fired. Fired? Oh, no. Going back, the whole reason I brought up like the craziest uh, chick you ever had sex with, which apparently you didn't have sex with, I had a random hookup. No, I didn't even like, I wasn't even like, uh, no. I was like, so are you tired yet? Because I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I had a random hookup with a girl one time where we met up, went out to eat and everything like that. Everything's cool. Go back to her house and we start drinking. And then we end up later on, you know, hooking up and everything. And then I fall asleep. Well, I'm drunk and I'm like, you know, I'm going to stay here for a little bit and then wake up and then go home. So I lay in the bed, wake up a little bit later to hearing somebody on the outside of the house going. Dude, that was really loud. Like beating on the side of that, not beating on the door. You could have just said they knocked. You didn't have to be like, this is an interactive podcast. I don't know what you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you love (laughs) the sound effects. You're probably annoying the audience right now. Just say they knocked on the door all loud and shit. They didn't knock on the door, though. It started with like somebody was outside the um, master bedroom. So use your words. Beating on the wall. (laughs) So somebody was pounding on the wall. Somebody's pounding on the side walls of a trailer. And if you've ever been inside of a trailer, as I know you have, 
you know the walls are about as well, thick as— I had as to visit you poor people. So. <laughs> no, for a little while you lived with David in the trailer I park. lived with you poor people. You did live. I was making a point to my rich family. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be poor than live with Look you. Look where I'm living, you assholes. <laughs> I'd rather hey. live in squalor than live with you. Hey, man, this is my house. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> well, I mean, David couldn't say too much because there was a hole in the floor I mean, the that whole you had to <laughs> I mean, there were like spiders coming out. <laughs> we lived off soda and chips. We lived off Gardettos and pork ribs from the quick trip. We didn't live off like nice chips. Let's be honest. And two liters of Pepsi because David didn't like Coke for some reason. And we would get a two liter of Pepsi on like a Friday and be like, that has to last, man. That has to last. Make sure that lasts for a couple of days. It's not going to last for a couple of days. No, because we'd all sit around and start role playing that night. So I'm sitting there in the chick's bed and suddenly somebody beating on the wall outside the bedroom. And I'm like... What's going on? Are the cops here or something? What's what's happening? And she's like, no, it's just my crazy ex-husband. How good? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You have a crazy ex-husband that you knew did this and came to your house and would beat on the walls. And now my car is out there in your driveway sitting next to your car and he's beating on the walls of the trailer. Yeah, he'll probably do this for the next two or three hours. What? <laughs> You're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm sitting there facing the situation of do I get up and try to leave? Or do I just ride out the crazy person sitting outside her house, beating on the walls and screaming at the top of her lung or screaming at the top of his lungs for her to get the fuck outside? This is why I have a gun. What is a gun going to do in that situation? What are you going to do? With Step a gun? outside and shoot him if he interferes with me leaving. <laughs> if you touch me, sir, I'm going to shoot you fucking dead. It's a big black nine millimeter. It's very clear what's going to happen. So you're just going to pistol the other day at somebody. Wait a minute. You here. Did, you did what now? <laughs> I racked my pistol here. Why? Some drunk girl showed up to visit my cousin that he didn't invite over, and he wasn't handling the situation aggressively enough for my liking. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more to this story that we should delve That's into. That's it. I was, he, I was here. So she knocks on the door. It was like, it was like Wednesday sure. night. It was one night. might have been last week. And it was like 1 o'clock in the morning in the middle of the week. And she came over apparently drunk. And at least this is what he's telling me. And they're being, she's being loud as fuck, like yelling, like because she wants him to go out. And he doesn't want to go out. Like imagine, like a somebody who just has no goddamn sense, and they don't know that when you show up at somebody's house at one o'clock in the morning, other people might be sleeping. Clarissa, basically. So, so a Clarissa situation. So once I went over there and said, Brian, you guys need to keep it down. People are asleep upstairs. And that was the nice time. And then, like, as soon as I got back over here, I heard more yelling. So I grabbed my nine, walked over there, and racked my pistol and said, did I not make my fucking self clear? She left. (laughs) So the second interaction you have with this person. I didn't like this person for some reason. I got a real bad vibe. First of all, she was very ugly. She she had a body (laughs) less attractive than you. And now that's 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 a lot. The, the, the fact that I would have any attraction to you is just you're a dude. First of all, she looked like a man. Let's be honest, dude. I'm pretty hot, though. No, not if you were a woman. Imagine your shoulders on a broad. <laughs> I mean, really, this girl would look like a brick. They'd be pretty broad. She, and then she had like this weird haircut. Like she had like the um, the dire antwood chick haircut. The, the white rappers from South Africa. Oh, you wouldn't know. No, it's like a punk rock thing where the hair is all short in the front. It's like buzz cut. In the oh front. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she's like bright orange, weird color. And she's just being loud. She's got the big horn red glasses on. She's one of those weirdos. She's got kind of like a hipster sort of thing. Kind of hipster. Mm-hmm. Punk hipster-ish. Stuff. Yeah. 
And by the time I came over the second time, I was just ready to kill her. So <laughs> I racked my pistol and made her leave. So you racked your pistol. You brought out a gun to make someone be quiet in your house. Just not like they were yeah. threatening you or threatening your grandmother or threatening your safety or like trying to beat up your cat. Nothing like that. They were going to wake my grandma loud. up at one o'clock in the morning. So what if you had come back in here and she'd have been loud? Would you have pistol whipped her the next time? Uh, or next shot time? her? Or, or shot her? You'd have just gone to <laughs> shot her next? I mean, why not? Officer, she was coming right at me. <laughs> why not just skip straight to pistol whipping her if it was necessary? I mean, unless you're fleeing, I can shoot you. Stand your ground, bitch. And stand your ground is not a law here in Georgia, sir. We There's have no- a stand your ground law in Georgia. But I'm pretty sure Brian's not going to stand up and testify. That, sure yeah. he would. I'm his cousin. You're going to wreck your pistol just, on him? He just saw me kill some bitch. He better. <laughs> You're next, boy. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So you would kill your cousin if he wouldn't back you up? If he rallied at me and I talk him, got, got a murder charge? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that brought the annoying bitch here. If we're ever in this situation and I see you cap, cap a bitch, I'm calling the cops and I am number one witness. Okay? No, you're not going to make that phone call. You're not going to make it out. You might dial it, but you're not going to make the phone call. Well, the cops will hear what happens, sir. <laughs> They're going to hear you go, hey, okay. Blood gurgling out of you. So you're saying you would shoot me. If, if I you're calling to... the cops on me, you're I... snitching on me for murder. Yeah. If I tried to report see a crime. How, see, that's what happens when you murder somebody. Things just spin <laughs> deeper and deeper out of control. Next thing you know, you've killed half your friends and family. <laughs> this week, now that I'm older, Kenny kills half the people. That's what knows. happens. If I didn't have a bunch of friends that were snitches, I wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Some I... friends would help me hide the body. You wouldn't. Well, it all depends on what happened. Now, this girl was really ugly, though. You probably <laughs> helped me. You're like, oh, did, did the world a service. So you never, um, you you wouldn't have pistol whipped her. You'd have just shot her next. I, I, I'm I not getting, pit, like, her gross-ass makeup on my gun. <laughs> God damn it, dude. She got that caked-on makeup. That shit would have got on my cig. I ain't trying to fucking ruin my $1,200 pistol. I just can't believe like you walk out there and your next crowd control measure was to bring out a loaded in pistol. My, with no shirt on and sh- no shoes on. <laughs> like you're the monster of fucking Kennesaw coming out to fucking handle this bitch and then in your later, house. Later, he had his girlfriend come over and she's all right. I don't mind her being over. She knows to be quiet. And I'd been upstairs and I was coming down and they were watching Rick and Morty. Okay. And you know his TV is my old TV, so it's a big screen. Right. So I walked down and there's Rick. On the TV, and I'm like, hey, what's Rick doing now? <laughs> and they started laughing, and I was like, pickle Rick, as I walked in my room. So the, you, you thought you were kind of cool, so you, you could relate to the young kids on the, uh, well, the trendy I mean, hip no, stuff. I thought Rick was pretty cool. But you thought you were kind of cool, too. No, in my head, I was kind of imagining Rick was visiting. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about pancreas land. Pancreas land. Do you feel as though maybe sometimes you're a little bit crazy when it comes to that kind of stuff? Are you crazy? I've never racked a pistol at anybody in my house because they were too loud. <laughs> well, well, maybe you should. Maybe you have a little bit more respect in your home. <laughs> maybe Piper wouldn't be out of hand as much as she would. You racked a pistol at her every now and then. If I just point a loaded gun at her every now and then, like, you know. <laughs> Jack knows when to stop. No, I've seen your cat jump literally on your television in front of you after you've said, don't get on the television. Shut I've up, seen it happen, okay? <laughs> your cat doesn't respect you any more than, like, the government respects you. Let's be honest. My cat doesn't respect anybody. 
Um, I feel as though if your cat and my uh, dog Piper teamed up, we would probably be outnumbered. Zombies would a, happen. Oh, dude, it would be, they would they would be the ones that would eat the carcass in the middle of the road, and we'd be fucked because you'd have a zombie cat and a zombie fucking Piper running around. So you never had a crazy uh, crazy chick that you slept with. I mean, obviously, we talked about the chick who threw your furniture and your clothes. It showed on the lawn up on four twenty. Like yes, that yeah. One. We talked about that one, but you don't have anybody else like any sort of crazy one night hookups. I, I avoid or most of the crazy ones, and you know, usually I get in and out before there's that much of an attachment. So you're saying you're just kind of a man whore who never has like any sort of yes. real relationships. <laughs> Correct. Everything you do is based on just kind of being a man whore and not uh, really. You call it a man a whore. I call it being a gentleman about town. Whatever you want to. Say. A gentleman, gentleman about town. That's what we're going with. Town. Yes, yes. So do you have to wear a monocle to be a gentleman around town, or you don't have to? But it helps. Do you have like a vest with with a pocket watch? I have watch? one that goes around my ear. It's like a steampunk version of a monocle. It's got a little thingy on it. Doesn't do anything, but it looks cool. Every now and then it'll go blow some steam out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you wear this thing so goddamn bad now. It doesn't really exist, but if it did, it would be so damn cool. Oh, my God. I thought you had like some sort of Halloween prop that you had fucking bought for the Halloween season. I was season. just making that up like I do every day. <laughs> God damn it. I really did rack my pistol. <laughs> that bitch will never come back over here. All we are is dust in the wind. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I'm, I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, I union membership. I have to tell you fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You nope. can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.